with David Essel in the box. Hey, gang, I hope that you're doing good on this Saturday, and thank you so much for taking some of your time to tune in. Hey, is divorce a really good idea? If I were to tell you that there's an upside, a positive side to divorce, and actually divorce is a really, really good thing, would you buy that? Because it's true. It's absolutely true. I'm going to give you the information later of why it's so true, why divorce rocks. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio talk show, David Essel, live every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Hey, in a couple weeks, two weeks away, it looks like we're going to be switching over to iHeartRadio. You'll be able to listen to us at iHeartRadio.com. Definitely tune in that. Write it down, October 19th. We will be on iHeartRadio.com. We love XM, and we're making a switch, and uh, we know everyone's going to be coming with us. Of course, you're listening to us on XM246. We stream worldwide at TalkDavid.com. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network, broadcasting live with Nathan and Tricia out of uh, Studio E in Los Angeles, California, 1-800-548-TALK. If you have thoughts, if you have questions, if you're on the fence in life, And you're saying, you know, what do I do about this and what do I do about that? And I'm stuck in this relationship or I'm struggling with my child or my 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 best friend just screwed me over. And do I go back and talk to him again? 1-800-548-TALK. Maybe you're in a situation with your weight and it's not coming off and you think you're doing a good job and you don't know why. 1-800-548-TALK. It could be an addiction. 800-548-TALK. Maybe there's some kind of financial challenge. You're going, what is this all about? As a matter of fact, when I tell you all about our guest tonight, Joe Vitale is going to be with us in just a little while. And uh, the attracting, Attract Money Now, his new book, Attract Money Now, we'll be talking about money with him. But what is, are you stuck? Are you procrastinating? Are you on the fence? Are you, is there a decision you're having a hard time making? Are you in a relationship and you're wondering, should I stay? Should I go? 1-800-548-TALK. Maybe you're in a marriage and you're saying, God, how the hell do you get this marriage back on the tracks? We, we got into it and it was great for the first 60 days, for the first 15 years, 20 years, and now it's just not working. What do we do? 1-800-548-TALK. I look forward to helping everyone with their answers uh, to the questions, to being stuck. For 30 years, we've helped people get unstuck. And we're here to do this as well with you. So Joe Vitale, my first guest, coming up in just a little while. Of course, you might remember him from that hit movie, The Secret, that inspirational movie that rocked the world. His new book, Attract Money Now. We're looking forward to Joe talking about belief systems, how to make sure your mind is right to attract the money that you want. Uh, And then Jan Spiller is back, of course, the author of uh, New Moon Astrology. She'll be taking your calls live on air for free astrological readings about love and money and business and your health. Of course, that number when she comes on the air is going to be 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. So when she comes on, you're going to want to fill the airs because she's a blast to have with us. Okay, and then there's a gentleman that we're going to be having on later on the show to talk about uh, meditation. He goes by the name The Monk Dude, The Monk Dude, and his name is Dada, and his last name is Nabanil Ananda. Nabanil Ananda. And he'll be on talking about his book, Close Your Eyes and Open Your Mind. It's all about meditation. 1-800-548-8255. Call me now. This is the time. This is the moment to rock and roll with David Essel in the box with you. So, so how do we look at divorce as being a positive thing? How do you know when divorce is the right thing for you? How do you know that to be true? How do you know when divorce 
is correct for you. You know, we, we, we've got to look at the power of divorce. We have to be grateful and thankful for divorce. We really, really do. And I'm going to tell you why. Number one, when we look at divorce, we say, you know, we've made a mistake. It's time to move on. Now, I'm going to say at the end of this little segment that I share with you that you really got to make sure 100% that you've done the work necessary to save the relationship, which always means working with someone outside of yourself, right? Working with someone outside of yourself, yes, that means a coach, a counselor, a therapist, a minister, you got to work with someone outside of yourself before you give up on your marriage. But number one, once you do admit that, uh, you know what, we made a mistake, let's get out of here. That's the first benefit. Number two, if you have kids, we release the kids seeing daily on a, negative, on a regular basis the negativity. So instead of children, you know, where parents stay together for the kids, which absolutely is one of the biggest mistakes in the world, we allow them to grow up and to see that love can mean that we've made mistakes and we're going to move forward. We're not going to stay stuck in this extreme negativity because check out what the opposite is. The opposite is, is that we end up saying this is what love is. Like we're going to stay together at all costs, right? And so we argue or we don't even argue, but they feel that negative vibe. The children are so intuitive and they wait, they grow up going, oh my God, that's what a marriage is. That's the best it gets. Mom and dad not talking. Mom and dad at each other's throats. Mom and dad sleeping in separate rooms because they don't love each other anymore. But they're staying together. So that's what love is. So I guess that we'll be lucky if we find someone. And even if it isn't healthy, you just stay with them. We don't want to give that message. Next is, is after a divorce, we get a chance to explore what we need to change regarding love. Because if it didn't work, it's up to you to look at your role and to make some major changes. The next key and the positive part of Divorce is we learn to forgive ourselves and our partner if we're smart. If we're really smart, we learn to forgive ourselves and our partners. We let resentments go. If you have anger, if you have resentments against your partner from the past, it could be someone you divorced a year ago, 10 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, then you're not learning from it. As you release resentments, you get to explore a new you. You get to explore someone who becomes humble who forgives. Now, there's two types of forgiveness, right? One forgiveness is forgiveness with acceptance, where that you forgive the person, but you still might communicate with them. And then the other is forgiveness with release, where you forgive them and say, you know, I don't think it's necessary to communicate anymore. I think that that's enough. If you have children, of course, that's a little bit more difficult. We'll talk about that another time. And then via divorce and via doing the healing work and the forgiveness work and the release of resentment work, We prove to ourselves that we are really worthy of love. Instead of staying in a dysfunctional marriage, which proves that we're not worthy of love, we admit that we made a mistake, we move on, we forgive the other person, we forgive ourselves, which means that we are worthy of love. We are worthy of love. We are worthy of love. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Have you, are you in a divorce situation or maybe you're divorced and you still have resentments against your former partner? Call me. I want to talk about this. We just got a text in saying, I'm never going to forgive him for what he did. Nice try, David. And this is, I'll tell you who it's from. Betty Ann in Michigan. 
Betty Ann in Michigan said, uh, a benefit of divorce, question mark, forgiving your partner, question mark. I'll never do that. Isn't that interesting? Call me. Do you feel the same way? 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Our text number is 941-266-7676. 941-266-7676. Text me. Call me. I want to talk about this. So many people are suffering today who are divorced. So many people are suffering needlessly because they haven't learned how to deal with the anger, to deal with the resentments against their former partner. They're holding them hostage still, and they're the ones suffering today. 1-800-548-TALK. Have you ever let go? Have you let go of resentments against your former partner? Do you want to share that on the air? Talk about what it's like to be free? Are you still holding those resentments? Do you remember last week we talked to a woman on the West Coast, the United States of America, whose husband left her for a younger woman? And in letting uh, and watching him go, which was four years ago, she still holds resentments against him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 1-800-548-TALK. This is the time to call. I'll go through all your texts in a couple minutes here. 1-800-CALL ME, though. 1-800-548-TALK. I want to talk about the benefits of divorce, how hard it is to let go of people. And, And when you do, how free you are. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, 1-800-548-8255, every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern. More information at our website, talkdavid.com. Back in a moment. Stay there. Every Saturday for the past 22 years, we have asked you to see the diamond within, and it's so true. You know, if someone if someone is struggling in life, one of the greatest things in the world a friend or a partner can do is to say that I see the true you, is say that I see who you are inside. I know you're struggling right now, but... You know, do the work, right? Like, look in your partner's eyes, look in a best friend's eyes and say, you know, I see, just like we were talking about divorce and resentments, you know, I I see the anger still. I see the resentments. I see the hurt. But I'm going to ask you to move past it so that the real you can shine. Just like that that song said, you know, shine on, right? We cannot shine on at all. If we have resentments against people from our past that we're married to, 1-800-548-TALK. If you want to talk about this, if, you, if you're on the fence in life, you're stuck, I'm going to go to a couple texts we got. Our text number is 941-266-7676, 941-266-7676. Our phone call, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Um, Russ texted this in say, saying that um, my divorce 10 years ago was extremely painful as you're talking today, at first I wanted to turn the radio off. And as I've kept listening, I think you have a very valid point. I still have a ton of resentments against my former wife. I'm so glad he said former wife and not ex. Everyone says ex, which is so negative. Uh, I have so many resentments against my former wife. I see that it's hurting me. It could be hurting my current relationship with my girlfriend. 
Oh, my God. OMG, he writes, uh, thanks for the wake-up call. 1-800-548-TEXT. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK is the number. Rush, you got it, man. Um, you know, there's so many times that we just aren't willing to do the work to let the pain go, to move forward so that the true us can shine. Oh, my God, I'm passionate about this. Uh, I'm going to change topics. We just got this in. Um, what is your honest uh, opinion of plastic surgery? I'm a 45-year-old woman. Um, I want new breasts. I want my face done. Uh, the doctors say I'll look 15 years younger and feel at least that. My friends say it's a superficial ego move. What's your opinion? Well, first of all, if you don't look 15 years younger when you're done, is that going to be okay? But my very first question to clients when they come in, I had a 75-year-old woman come in that wanted to talk to me about getting huge breast implants and her face done and liposuction and all these things. And, uh, and the only thing I cautioned her with, her doctor said, you'll look 25 years younger. I said, oh, my God, like, chill. First of all, let's relax here, you know. So will you look 15 years younger? So if you don't look 15 years younger, here's my first question. Are you going to be okay with that? If you're not, don't do it. Can you afford it? If you can't, don't do it. What are the main reasons you want plastic surgery for? You know, are you trying to get back at someone? Many women will have plastic surgery when they go through a divorce or their boyfriend dumps them because they want to get attention. If you're if the purpose is to get attention, I wouldn't do it. If if you have really good reasons for plastic surgery and you're excited and you can afford it and you're not going to get hung up if you don't look 15 years younger and you're not doing it to get back at someone, go for it. 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Uh, next question. I heard you say genetics rarely plays a role in overweight. Then why is my entire family and grandparents very overweight? That's a great question, isn't it? Number one, it's because of your environment. My guess is food was used and is used as a reward in your family. Food is used as comfort. Food is used as an escape from your feelings. And it's handed down from generation to generation. So I would tell you that, um, I mean, University of Florida study said that overweight and obesity, genetic-wise, there's about a 6% of the U.S. population that genetically has issues with weight and obesity due to genetics. 6%. That means 94% it's environment. You know? I, was, I had uh, an Italian client once who was very overweight. And he was telling me about how he dealt with food. And he said, you know, we used to eat our bad emotions away. Whatever bad emotions are, we used to eat them away. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548. I so appreciate your emails, your texts. It's unbelievable. Another text came in regarding the divorce thing. David, thank you so much. My friends have been telling me what you just said on the air for years, and I never believed them, that my resentments against my former husband is all my baggage. I didn't want to hear it today, but like the other guy, Russ, who texted you, it makes a lot of sense. Time to change. Maria. Maria, it's way past time to change, but thank God you're listening to this show right now, right? 1-800-548-TALKS. Uh, talk. Oh, here's a great one about sex. Two weeks ago, you said we should be able to look into our partner's eyes during sex. My boyfriend and I discussed this, and we can't. I'm 30, he's 48. Neither of us have done this with other partners ever. Why is it so hard? Number one, there's a fear of intimacy. So first of all, let me tell you this. You're in the majority, and that's an unfortunate thing, but it's true. 
you're in the majority. Um, most people cannot look at their partners while they're making love. They can't. There's a fear of intimacy. Um, there's a fear of being vulnerable. It can be scary. Absolutely, it can be scary. And so when I work with couples, and as a matter of fact, we have a huge weekend workshop coming up that you can join us in person in Florida, or you can join us via teleconference for the 10 hours, love, intimacy, and sex. Go to talkdavid.com to check it out. The whole weekend's only $47. Oh, my God. And we're going to talk about things like this, love, intimacy, and sex. Uh, When I work with, with couples in person or from anywhere in the world, we have them start off sitting in a chair, facing each other, and looking in each other's eyes for 10 seconds. And then there's a whole series of exercises we go to way before we go into bed to make love. You know, but it is frightening. It is scary. And we want to open up. You know, it's almost like this. When you're looking in each other's eyes and you're making love, there's an opening of the heart at a deeper level than ever could happen with your head nestled in each other's shoulders or kissing while you're making love and with your eyes closed. I mean, it's all fine, right? It's nothing. I mean, it's not like it's horrendous stuff to do. But it just isn't at the deepest level possible. On that weekend, October 19th and 20th, coming up soon, and uh, if you can't make that weekend, we'll be doing it again in the future. But go to talkdavid.com and look at our link for love, intimacy, and sex and get all the information right there. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Text 941-266-7676. Another text came in. Uh, Don't mention my name on the air. Of course, we never would if you don't want us to. Uh, I don't know how I could ever forgive my ex-husband. I don't want to call him former, as you just requested. Mm, You're stuck in your anger, aren't you? He cheated on me six times uh, that I caught him. I'm sure it was much more, and he even admitted that in front of my attorney, that it was more than six times. How do you forgive someone who's done that to you that many times? Well, first of all, let's say it was 25 times. After the second time, it's all on your shoulders, Nameless one, anonymous one. Uh, It really is. You know, if you keep going back to someone who's cheating on you on a regular basis, that's your stuff. When you do the work to forgive that person, boy, you better do some work to forgive you for making that kind of a, a mistake. You know, going back to someone who's cheated on you. I mean, you know, the first time everyone should be going into therapy, counseling, coaching. We've done that work for 25 years. We've helped so many couples regain their love after affairs. And I'll tell you tons of stories at that weekend workshop coming up. We have helped so many couples regain their love after affairs. I can't even count how many people we have. But they've all had to do the same thing. And they've all had to look at their role, which is very difficult. However, if after the second time, this is just my personal opinion, as a professional in the world of life and relationship counseling for 25 years... If a couple comes in and one of them has cheated more than two times, they're obviously on their third time, I have to really look at them both in the eyes and say, what are you doing? Like, how many more times are you going to allow this to happen? So for the anonymous person that just texted us who said that you caught him six times and he admitted many, many more than that, I'm going to tell you that's on your shoulders. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Dr. Joe Vitale coming up tonight. He'll be up in just a little bit talking about how to attract money. And we're going to talk about some things maybe a little different than what you're thinking right now. Not just about thinking positively, gang, which I can't wait to talk to Joe about that. More information on all that we do at TalkDavid.com. I'm so glad you're with us. It's all about positive news. I'm David Essel. Stay there. The best 
life for free But you can give them to the birds and bees I want the money <laughs> what a perfect song for Dr. Joe Vitale, my, uh, my guest coming up in about uh, a minute here. Of course, you're tuned in to David Essel Live, America's Positive Radio Talk Show. 22 years on the air, broadcasting out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Live XM Channel 246, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. And don't forget, uh, around 10 o'clock Eastern every Saturday night, every Show every hour, every interview of every show will be put on our website, archived on our website. Dr. Joe Vitale, who's going to be with us in a moment, he's going to be up there at about 10 o'clock at night. And if you remember his name, the first time I was introduced to him, as many people around the world, it was through that uh, infamous motivational, inspirational movie, The Secret. And he's gone on from that, a huge springboard. I'm sure Larry King Live, uh, uh, past books called The Attractor Factor. I think he has something. I was talking to one of his assistants today. I think something like 50 books. We'll find out from Joe the exact amount, but some like outrageous number of books. And then his new book, and there's a free download for this, which is absolutely rocking. Attract Money Now, Easy Seven-Step Formula. This guy went from homeless to a millionaire. We're going to find out how he did it and how you can do it too. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. Yeah, I remember, you know, you on The Secret. Was that like the, the a, a critical breakthrough, or were there things before that, Joe, that brought you out on national attention? Well, there were a lot of things before it. I had written a lot of books, so I was on television for them. I was one of the first to do Internet marketing. I wrote a book about Internet marketing. I had made a name for myself as an Internet marketer before The Secret ever came along. And The Secret was a bit of a fluke, because a woman called me and said she had an idea for this movie, and she wanted me to be in it because I wrote a book called The Attractor Factor, which is about the law of attraction. And I almost said no, but I did say yes, and that ended up being this movie, The Secret, which just shot me into outer space beyond what I already had. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a turning point, but, boy, it's it's still turning. Yeah, and, and, and that was, and that woman, Rhonda, was, was she from Australia? Yeah, she called from Australia after reading my right. book, and of course I didn't know her, I didn't know anything about her, what she was doing, didn't know if she was for real. I hear from sure. people with wild dreams all the time, but they don't follow through. She followed through. Yeah, yeah, in a big way, it, that's so cool. It's, one of the things, you know, I was talking to my partner Jennifer today, and I was explaining about you to her, and, hmm. and Joe, I have to tell you, one of the things that attracted me to your work on The Secret and then to your book since then, because I didn't know you before that, was... You're very believable. You you are are I want to use the word humble, but you're you're a very simple communicator, and I don't mean that in a condense anyway. I mean you take things that some people would make very convoluted, and you make it a very simple read, a very simple understand, with principles and steps people can follow. And I believe that's one of the things that separates you. Wow, that's a very high compliment, and thank you because I work very hard to clearly communicate. That's one of my passions. That's one of my goals. And so to get that kind of a compliment is a big deal. Thank you very, very much yeah. for that. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. You're, and it's, it's just coming from the heart. You know, the first time I saw you on there, that, that was my feeling. Now, you were at one time for a number of years homeless in, in the South. And, and how you became homeless was through some type of an ad that you responded to, if I remember the story correctly, some type of an ad for employment you responded to in a newspaper where you <laughs> gave a company money to hire you. Tell us the story. 
Wow, you did your homework. Most people don't know that story at all. Yeah, uh, yeah I was homeless. It was in Dallas. It was in the late 1970s. And I, I've i always had a dream of being an author. I wanted to be an author when I was homeless. I wanted to be an author when I was struggling. And I had this wild plan to get work building a pipeline. Back in the 70s, they were building pipelines in Alaska and the Middle East, and they were paying outrageous sums of money for people who were willing to labor. Well, I had labored all my life on the railroad. I wasn't afraid of doing hard work. And I gave a company all the money I had at the time. I had saved money even to get to Dallas, because I wasn't born in Dallas. I was born in Ohio. So I gave all the money to this company who promised to get me work building a pipeline. My goal was I was going to work the pipeline for a year, save all my money, then go on a sabbatical so I can work on what I really wanted to do, which was my books. And this company disappeared. They went Mm. bankrupt. They went bankrupt, and me, with my limited knowledge, limited resources, no connections, being out of my element, away from my family, there is no uh, Internet, I didn't know who to call. When I did explore the company, the owner of it actually even committed suicide. Wow. So I, I was left with nothing. I mean, literally nothing at the time. People would say, oh, you were homeless. What kind of car did you live in? Oh, goodness, it would have been nice to have had a car. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It was it was zero. It was zip. Mm. And and what was it that got you out of that jam? I mean, did you like did did you meet someone that gave you a keyword mm. that broke you out? Did you read a book? What was it that got you from homelessness onto the pathway of of becoming a millionaire? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, you know, when I was in Dallas, I lived in the public library, the Dallas Public Library downtown. I, I revisited it a few years ago to kind of clear the trauma from my own being. But I, I lived in it. I got out of the elements. I got out of the scorching Texas heat. I was able to just kind of be in the air condition there. And I've always been a book addict. I've been a bookaholic. I read books, write books, sell books, you know, and I was in book heaven there. And so I would sit in the self-improvement area and read all of these books, trying to find the magic key that would unlock my, my mindset, my poverty, my homelessness. And there were a couple books. Uh, Think and Grow Rich, obviously, has helped so many people, and it did help me. But it right. wasn't really the turning point. The turning point was more with a book called The Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol. That book came out in the 1950s. It's still in print today. Today I have autographed copies of it. But in the library, I would sit and read that. And it and, it, and the other books kept saying, where you're at is because of you. And God, that was tough to take. Yes. Okay, wait, wait. Stop, stop for a second. Now, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I want you to hear this because this is brutal. This is going to either get you out of denial yep. or put you in deeper. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the essence, really. Yeah. And really, that's the turning point. Cause, uh, and I've written about this in many books, including the one you mentioned, Attract Money Now, which people can have for free. Um, I, I had to look at the reality, the very hard to swallow, except the full responsibility for where I was. And I remember this was not a momentary awakening. This did not happen overnight. It didn't happen in one day or one week. I wrestled with it because I didn't have a coach. I didn't have the Internet. I didn't have a lot of things like this show that can help you, that can keep you fortified and get you working on yourself. So I'm doing this alone. 
and the books are telling me where you're at is because of your own decisions. You decided, you made the efforts, you made your best intentions. This is where you're at. Instead of crying over it, now you've got to own it, now you've got to redirect it, and now you've got to choose where you want to go and take action to go forward. But it kept saying, you're homeless, in, in so many words. You're homeless yes. because of the way you're thinking. Your thinking yes. is leading to what you're doing. Your doing is leading to your results that you're getting. And God, I, I remember getting even more depressed, thinking, this is my fault? Mm. And it took me a while to realize it's not about fault, it's not about blame, it's about responsibility. And when I took on the idea that it's my response, my life is my responsibility, where I'm at is my responsibility, where I want to go next is my responsibility, that was the turning point. And I looked even deeper, and I realized part of the reason that I was homeless is I had studied all these authors that I admired, like Jack London and Ernest Hemingway, and they had these these adventurous but unhappy lives, and both of them ended in suicides. And I kept thinking, I'm modeling myself on them unconsciously. Because right. I thought that was the curriculum. I thought that's what I needed to do to be an author. I had to be unhappy. I had to be melancholy. I had to be even <laughs> suicidal in order to fulfill these unwritten requirements to be this famous author. Mm. When I realized that wasn't true, that actually I can find authors who are happy and healthy and productive and profitable and prolific and model my life after them, then my life would change. And that was a major aha. I had to take responsibility. My beliefs were driving my reality and creating what I had around me. And I can choose where I wanted to go next. But I had to wake up and do it. Dr. Joe Vitale is who we're talking to. We're going to go to a break in a second. Go to attractmoneynow.com to get your free download of the book, Attract Money Now. Attractmoneynow.com to get the free download of the book, Attract Money Now. Check it out. And then when we come back... We're going to be talking to Joe about what's the number one belief that holds us back. What's the number one belief about money that keeps us stuck, that keeps us like making enough to get by? What's the number one belief that holds us back from becoming millionaires, everyone listening to the show? And then what do we do about it? What's the solution? Dr. Joe Vitale. AttractMoneyNow.com, AttractMoneyNow.com, AttractMoneyNow.com. Get the book. Stay there. We're coming back with much more. I'm David Essel, 800-548-TALK, 800-548-TALK. More information on myself and all of our guests at TalkDavid.com. Stay there. So what does it take to attract money? What does it take to go from this financial struggle, breaking even, maybe not even breaking even, to becoming a millionaire? Joe Vitale, my guest, did it from homelessness to where he is right now as a multi-millionaire. His book, Attract Money Now, available for free. The download, available for free at attractmoneynow.com. Joe, before I went to the break, I, I, I posed this question. What is the number one belief that keeps people back from becoming millionaires, and what is the solution? Go. <laughs> well, it's real easy, actually. I, I do talk about this in the book, Attract Money Now, but cutting to the, the chase here, I will say a statement, and everybody listening will, f- will finish it, because this belief is in their head. <clears throat> money is the root 
of all. <laughs> I, I don't you, have to finish that. So no. now imagine this. People walk around and they say, I intend to attract money. And they watch the movie The Secret. They read my books. They write affirmations. They write scripts. They sit and visualize. They do all the right things consciously. But if unconsciously they think money is evil, they're not really going to want it in their lives. So there's this little tug-of-war going on, and the irony is the conscious mind is a pipsqueak compared to the unconscious mind. The conscious mind says, I'm going to attract money, but the unconscious mind is the power center where all the stored memories, all the energy, all of the life experiences, all of the beliefs, all of the programming is there. And that programming is really is what's operating our lives. It's directing us. It's doing it unconsciously because we think consciously that we know what we're doing. We don't. So unconsciously we think money's not good for us. This is why so many people that they might even win the lottery after a year or so, they've lost all that money and they're right. often even in debt. People only allow so much money into their lives, then they call it a necessary evil. That's why they only get by. I've often asked people, why do you think that you just make enough to pay your bills? Just right. that. Right. That's because you're, you're okay with survival. You're not okay with prosperity. Mm. So that's the number one belief, is that they're thinking money is evil, money is bad. The way around that is awareness. That phrase is part of a biblical phrase, and I can go on a big rant about, is it really from the Bible or not? Is it really Scripture? We don't actually even know because it's been translated. But the longer phrase that it's from, the English version is, the love of money is the root of all evil. Correct. So we want to look at that. It, it doesn't sound all mu that much better until you realize all the wealthy people I know, myself included, aren't in love with money. Mm. They use money as a scorecard. They use money as a means of exchange. They certainly appreciate money. Donald Trump, who's often considered one of the biggest egotists, says he's not in love with money. He's in love with deal-making. Deal-making. Mm. That's his right. calling. That's his life. That's his mission. How do we know if he's made a good deal? He looks at money. Did he make money on the deal? If so, that deal's working for him. My favorite quote that kind of purifies all of this and explains it is from Walt Disney. Because Walt Disney said, I want to make money from my movies so I can continue making movies. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, Joe, I, I, I mentioned to you earlier in our interview, we've got about five minutes left. I mentioned earlier that I was talking to my partner, Jennifer, today and just yes. talking about how much I respected you and loved your work. And I, I said to her, you know what, if you want to talk to Joe directly, because you know how like, like, you know how you'll see, you'll say to your partner something and, or you'll say to your kid something and they'll just sort of blow you off. But then if someone else says it, it's wonderful. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Well, Jennifer's on the line right now, and and I asked her to give us a ring and to say, "Look at ask Joe anything. He's the expert." So, Jennifer, this is Joe. Go for it, my love. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing great. What a nice surprise. Yes. Oh, nice. Nice to listen to you tonight. Um, okay. Oh, thank I have, you. I have a, I have a few questions, so I I'll probably just. Um, grab one here for you and see where okay. you go with it. Um, All right, fire away. What? Thank you. What? What did you do, or where, and how did your mindset change that propelled you forward? Um, you know, from being homeless to becoming a millionaire. 
Yeah, and that's the million-dollar question that would take the rest of the evening to explain. Um, well, we have time. But, I appreciate the question. <laughs> yeah, the question is brilliant, really, and that's the very first step in my book, Attract Money Now, because it's all about the mindset. I don't think that you're going to attract and keep millions of dollars until the mindset is corrected. And for me, it was a long process because I didn't have the Internet, I didn't have the coach, I didn't have David, I didn't have my own book. I'm doing it on my own. Today, we can just reduce that and cut down the time that it needs to take a, take a look at all of this. For me, the two or three things that are the big changes are, one, realizing money's actually good. Money is a neutral tool that we can be a steward for. and We can direct it to help ourselves, help our family, help causes we believe in. When we're okay with money, we can start to bring money into our lives. We won't block it unconsciously. The other thing for me, and I think for a lot of listeners, is realizing they deserve it. There's a whole lot of self-esteem issues. We put ourselves down unconsciously again because we don't think we're good enough. We've judged ourselves. Others have judged us. And so we sit here at this point going, well, why me? Why do I deserve to have money? Why do I deserve to have good things? And we have to learn to love ourselves. The loving of ourselves and the appreciation of money are the cornerstones, the two biggies, in my opinion, to clean up the mind. And that's what I had to do. And again, it just took me a long time to do it. Today, you can do it really quick. Hmm. Jennifer, okay. do you have another question? Um, we, I we've do. got, just so, you know, just so you know, baby, we have like a minute and a half. Okay. Um, Joe, do you think that a career choice can affect whether you become a millionaire or not? Well, everything can affect it. It's all a matter of following your passion. I think passion is the number one word that will bring in the happiness, the health, the abundance, the finances, the money, everything that we want. When people ask me, what have I done throughout my life, it's the Joseph Campbell thing. I followed my dream. I call it passion because I get really fiery. I get really enthusiastic. I get really excited. If the career is in somebody's life path and they're passionate about it, then it's, it's going to be perfect. It's going to help them attain the financial dreams that they want. It may be part of the puzzle. I can't speak for everybody, but I do believe following your passion is part of the secret to success. Yeah. Hey, Jennifer, thank you so much for the call, babe. Yeah, and thanks, I will Jennifer. Look forward, yes, I look forward to talking to you later. Hey, Joe, um, a final final thought here. A lot of people, when they watch The Secret and they, they, they read different books about utilizing affirmations, vision boards, etc., We've got like 60 seconds for your answer here. They <laughs> sit back and wait, and I want you to just quickly hit on the most important aspect of action steps. Oh, gosh. Action is the buzzword. I've written 50-some books. I've been in 13 movies. I have music CDs. I have other DVDs. The only way you get things done is through action. Having a dream is great, but you've got to pursue it. You have to co-create. It's not the life's creating it for you. It's a co-creation. You do your part. The universe does its part. And then the dance takes place and success is there. But you must, must, must take action. There's no way around it. Money loves speed. The universe loves speed. Get up and do what you know to do. <laughs> I so love it. I so love it. And, and and you must get that question a lot, Joe, of people looking at this and saying, oh, my God, I've got this beautiful vision board. I get up every day and write 100 affirmations and nothing's changing. I'm sure you hear that constantly. I do, and I tell them, you know, what would help is if you do 100 things every day towards <laughs> the creation of that vision board. 
if you start doing those 100 things or 10 to 100 things, but you're taking action, you're taking the steps, you will walk to the fulfillment of that dream. Just sitting there waiting for it to happen, it will most likely not happen, or if it does, it's going to take a very, very long time. Life is a co-creation. It's a party. It's a dance. We need to do these things together. I love it. Joe Vitale, my guest, author of the book Attract Money Now, one of his 50 books. Go to, to get a free download, go to attractmoneynow.com, Attract Money Now. Joe, I knew this was going to be awesome. We will look forward to having you back. Thank you, David. Godspeed to you and your listeners. Thanks again. You're welcome. Hey, coming up in a couple minutes, get in the lineup because we have Jan Spiller doing free astrology readings on the air. David Essel here, talkdavid.com. Stay there.